Rejoice, dear listener, for your endless march through the internet has finally produced something to add meaning to your empty, meandering existence. Your friends at Idiots Discuss the Universe are digging up musical gems of the past and deciding if they have any shine left or not. Welcome to Old Gold. Alrighty, Spenny, we are rolling. Yakshamlar, Spenny. Oh, Yakshamlar. <laughs> what does that mean? That means good evening, Spenny. Oh. Yeah. And then you say, Tishikarer. Tishikarer. That's thanks. Or you could say, Tishikarerim, which is thank you. Tishikarerim. There you go. And you're now you're Turkish. Tishikarerim. Hey, why do you say this to me now instead of earlier? Earlier was a good evening too, yeah. was it not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're getting it. Uh-huh. You're getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm starting to understand. Yeah. No, is like, it still not no, a good evening no. now? No, like today, I, I, I opened up the phone too. So I suppose you are not texting me today. You have decided. Thank you very much for that. Wow. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I slept in like a little bit more <laughs> than normal. Like, no, are you okay? Fire like, what up. happened? No, None no, of that. No, no, no. It's like, why have you decided to fucking hurt me yeah. for eternity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You decide. You have decided to hurt my heart today. Yeah. 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 No, it's it is. You just wake up evil sometimes, and you're just out to hurt a Turk. Right. And they're out to tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you do. Well, they're always on the righteous side of the Lord is really what it comes down to. Halala. There you go. Halala. 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 Again. Again, Lord is what that means. Halala. 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 Yeah. Halala. Again, Lord. H-A-L-A. Halala. Halala. Again, Lord. That's what they, that's one of their like acceptable, you know. Like, if something goes wrong, like, like you know, if you like drop uh, a drop a drop a brick on your toe, you uh, can go Hala Allah. Hala Allah. It's still taking the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. So th- there will be a small stoning outside of the bazaar right. the next next day, yeah. but not enough to like not you to know, kill you, not to kill you, but to make you pay. Yeah, to make you pay to make you the scorn of the community. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, speaking of scorn of the community, we are idiots discuss the universe. <laughs> that over there is Spencerella. What's up? He is Italian, but he's redheaded, Yee. and he's bringing it all together. He's like Corsican. If Corsica was closer, why to, does Corsica um, keep coming Scottish. up? Scottish. This keeps coming up for me. It came up last night at Garrett's Barbecue. Hmm. Someone was talking to me about, it. yeah, so you were in France. You hear about you know, what's happening in Corsica? Like, yeah, they're, they're, having no. some, they're having some troubles in Corsica, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I was like, who cares? But that was a while ago. I don't know if they're still having troubles there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Corsicans care. That's yeah, who, where who, is that again? It's in, the, uh, it's in the Mediterranean Sea, oh, like uh, to the west of Italy, to the south of France. It's where, it's where okay. Napoleon is from. Right, right, right. It's where my great... My great grandfather Blasimi was from the one that went from Corsica to Puerto Rico and or, or opened the sugar plantation farm thing. Now you got a you got a whole I got crazy a lot, I got a lot story going, got a lot going on. Yeah, your great grandfather's yeah. Corsican. Yes, and then then from the sugar plantation moved to like Missouri or something. No, no, that's that is my grandmother on that side my oh. grandfather came from Czechoslovakia at the end of World War at the beginning of World War II to New York and then went around the country and then eventually settled in St. Louis gotcha and then his wife's father 
was the guy I'm talking about that came okay. from Corsica and went to Puerto Rico and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, sure, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep it all straight even for me. And then the other side is the murder mysteries and all that oh, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, really the murder is not, not, really, not, not really a mystery, but it was right. a murder. There's a murder. Sure. There's a murder. Yeah, and um, but we're not going to talk about any, any dark family secrets today, oh, Spenny. Man. No, maybe we'll talk about some other people's dark family secrets, okay. you know, so that'll be cool. But we're going to talk about one of the, one of the all-time um, great bands of all time, uh, Led Zeppelin, again, which we've, which we've spent a lot of time on in... Um, Old gold and yeah. um, Patreon exclusive episodes. Right. No, 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 it no, it's not true. We no. did, we did it there too. Yeah, we did it there too. We've done Led Zeppelin a bunch. We've talked yeah, this, about uh, it. A bunch. This surprises me. Um, I have an angle, okay, and, and kind of a, a kind of a thing. So, people always talk about how tough the end of Led Zeppelin was. You know how they just like. <sighs> And I and I think that it's reflected to some degree in the albums with 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 the two last studio albums that they did um, mm-hmm. in through the outdoor and presence. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Those are great albums in a lot of ways, but they are not. You can see that there are cracks coming coming yeah. in, in the foundation. There's just yeah. like they're just tired. Yeah. You know, because that's a huge amount of albums to put out in a period of like six years. You know, yeah. And back in the day, it seemed like, oh, you're being lazy, you motherfuckers. What's going on? You know, but th- right. now nowadays, that's like amazing output of a of a amazing catalog. Yeah. Not to mention like a fantastic rise to like weird stardom, but no like um, critical recognition, and it was just a weird tumultuous rise. Mm-hmm. And they always talk about, especially if you ever read Hammer of the Gods, which you have, I mean, you, someday you'll have to read that book because yeah. it's just an amazing, amazing biography of this band. Super l- l- lurid, but it's it's great. Cool. Um, and they talk about, like, what happened um, around the time that John Bonham died, you know. Mm. But it was a series of things that had led up to John Bonham was, like, the last piece of that puzzle where... Robert Plant got into the car wreck, you know, so like he was, you know, he, 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 he recorded presence in a wheelchair, you know, and a body and a cast over his legs. What? Yeah. Um, from, from, because the wreck was so bad and they lost and, and Robert Plant lost a child at that point in there somewhere. Oh, man. Um, Jimmy Page just became more and more Jimmy Page and right. like the 14 year olds just weren't coming around the castle as often yeah. as they were and it was just getting kind of deeper and all of that sort of stuff. John Paul Jones was just retreating more and more into like his farm and he would just kind of come out and do the what he had to do for Led Zeppelin and then he would go back and hide again. You yeah. Know? But again, like they were still putting out like you know Achilles um, Last Stand, right. um, some classic, some classic tunes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They were still getting it done for sure in all yeah. those last two albums. But it wasn't Houses of the Holy. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't physical graffiti, even even though physical graffiti was kind of like a, the first of the outtake albums yeah. that, that happened. You know, but they were outtaking the very best of the best. You know. Um, and then there's Coda, which is another outtake album with I think two like freshly recorded tunes from the okay. recent recent I think um, presence sessions. Gotcha. And that was it, you know. And things had been digressing quite a bit in those last like two years of the band. And then John Bonham died, 
and they were just all so like desperately um, exhausted that they just called it quits. You know, yeah. where a lot of other bands that had that kind of momentum would be like, we lost the drummer, we're going to take a year off and we're going to get a different drummer. Yeah. You know. Um, but they didn't do that. And instead, they kind of just spl- splintered in a way that I can't think of any other like super important rock group did after they broke up and then and the members continued in, in music you know mm-hmm. um and tried to commit there were there were bands that stopped and then they just did not the members just stopped you know they didn't try to do solo careers or whatever it was right yeah and um sometimes it went better than other times you know when the, when they did decide to go do on that solo career but never did it go quite the way that it did for Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's always disappointing. Even the Beatles. You know, Led Zeppelin. Uh, John Lennon has a great catalog. Paul McCartney has a great solo catalog. George Harrison has a great so- solo catalog. Mm-hmm. Even Ringo Starr, by by like any sort of measure of any other band, like for after being in a great band, compared to like the members of Fleetwood Mac, Ringo Starr. No, no, that's not true. I'm trying to think of another band, but like Ringo Starr has some solo stuff that yeah. is actually listenable as well. You know, yeah. um, but again, it's all disappointing when you compare it to the Beatles. Right. The Eagles, like, it's all disappointing, even though some of it's quite good when you compare it to the Eagles, you know. Led Zeppelin, though, man, oh, man. Mm. But let's let's not let's not get too much into it. We're going to talk about, um, obviously, one member did not get to do any posthumous work. Right. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about the other three. Okay. okay. Interesting. Two of them I'm quite familiar with. Two of these pieces of music I'm quite familiar with because mm-hmm. I listened to these mu- this piece, these pieces of music when they came out. I was 11 years old when like I finally heard that Led Zeppelin broke up. I had been I had had chicken pox or whatever, and I got Led Zeppelin four when I had chicken pox, and I fucking fell in love with that fucking album over that 10 day stretch or whatever where I was sick. And I was a huge Led Zeppelin fan by the time I was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. And so it bummed me out. Like, like It just seemed like every band from the 70s, as I learned about them, they were breaking up or, right. or whatever. You know, yeah. and, that, and like that was kind of like my life at the beginning of my musical, like when I was getting into music. Yeah. And that was one that stung the most, you know, mm. 82 when they're like, yeah, it's done, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I was like really eager to like when I heard about this solo stuff by the members of the band. Sure. You know, because you're a kid, you want the new thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, I checked this shit out. I mean, I spent good money on one of these things, on yeah. two of these things, actually. Um, like, my like weeks of saving up for an album, and I bought both of these albums on vinyl mm. to my later indifference maybe right. indifference but 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 we'll see what you think okay. some, some of it we're gonna play that we're gonna play the choicest bits off of off of the things that we're talking about cool so the first one is jimmy page jimmy page was in a bad way after john bottom died peter grant was super worried about him as was robert plant and they talked and, and peter grant knew jimmy page's neighbor who was a movie producer and he arranged for the movie producer to go over next door and ask Jimmy if he would do a film score just so that he would have something to, like, do. Yeah, you know sure. What I'm saying? So um, the guy came over, you know, and 
they they, had, they knew each other kind of. But he's like, hey, come over. I want you to talk, look at this. You know, and they watched like the early bit of the movie. You know, um, the the early edit of the movie that was just that was just getting finished up. And um, Jimmy Page is like, yeah, um, I'll do it, but like. I am going over to my studio and I don't want any involvement from you and I don't want anybody to contact me. You just give me a date that you need it done and I will I will have it done, you know. And it turned out really as far most of most of in the movie is Death, Death Wish 2. Oh. Interesting. Right. So uh the Charles Bronson yeah. revenge movie. And um the guy was super impressed. Of course, you know Jimmy Page came along and he had he hit all the cues. You know he did it all like very professionally. Which you know, guy that's been in studio work since he was ten or whatever. You know, obviously yeah. it worked out really well. Totally. Um, and like most of it is just like composed symphonic um, music score type of music mm-hmm. with maybe a little bit of blues and rock mixed in in some of the tracks. And then there are a few tracks in there that are kind of like, you can kind of see that like, oh, this is maybe what I would do if I were to start doing my own music. Gotcha. You know, and it's got a couple singers in there. Okay. You know, doing some singing. Oh. And um, we're going to listen to like the, the, the biggest banger off of the album as far as I can, t- as, as far as in my estimation. Okay. Most of it is instrumental. We're not going to play any of the symphonic instrumentals for because it's, it's, it's totally competent, but it's not like, wow, you know. Yeah. But this song has got like some echoes of cashmere in it. It's got some weird, you know, it's got some Jimmy Page weirdness going mm-hmm. on in it. And it's mm-hmm. not being tempered by you know, Peter Grant or um, John Paul Jones or Robert Plant or any of that stuff. It's just kind of like Jimmy kind of in that darkest phase of his life doing like his thing. And then for that sense, you know, just for like ethnographic reasons, it's it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So the name of the song is um, Who's to Blame from 1982. And it was released on the Swan Song Led Zeppelin label. That was one thing about Led Zeppelin. They broke up. They were all like, buddies and they all just kept like encouraging each other to like release solo stuff and they really yeah. tried to like help each other because again like you know it was really kind of a weird tough thing we'll talk a little bit more about that with Robert Plant but okay. um, let's listen to that song right now and we'll come back and we'll get Benny's thoughts on it okay. cool Think when it came out yeah. for like ten bucks or whatever. But what you think, Spetty? 
Uh, it's sick. I mean, uh, it does kind of sound like they got Blaze Bailey on vocals there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was the general, like, that was the general um, sentiment, and it still is. It's like, who the fuck? <laughs> and it's like some dude like George Pepper or something that never did anything else ever, sure. ever again or before this. Yeah. And I don't know where he found this guy, and he just like, you're going to sing a couple on my album, yeah. you know? And, yeah, what the fuck is going on? He's not awful, no, but he's, he's like... awful. And he's kind of endearing. Like, the, the picture mm-hmm. that gets painted in my head is of this, like, endearing sort of London working class He's got fellow. like a Joe Cocker kind of feel. Yeah. You know, kind of like, he's kind of scroungy, but he's really giving in his all. Yeah. And, you know, like, you only paid, like, six bucks to get into this show. But, man, right. this guy's really giving it all. And I yeah. got a free drink, too. With yeah. the, I got a free drink ticket. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's worth it. You no, know? he's really good. You know, he's, he's hitting the high notes. But, but... It, I don't know. For me, it has, like, that. I was really just shocked. I remember, I still remember getting it home and putting it on and having no, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like more Led Zeppelin, you know? And this song, I was like, oh dear. You know, I heard that voice and I was like, oh dear, that's not Robert Plant at all. That's like the music my dad listens to, you know? And then it was just all like symphonic score music for the rest of it. I was like, what have I done, sweet Lord? Yeah, that's when you knew that life was just generally disappointing. And my mother's like, well, you should pay attention to what you spend your money on. Let that be a a lesson. There you go. We're not taking this thing back because it sucks. Yeah. You can't take albums back. Hey, little Craig, hey, this is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) This is your fault, little Craig. Welcome, that, welcome that, to seven eighties Wyoming. Yeah, uh, this is your fault that Jimmy Page made this shitty album. <laughs> you shouldn't buy. You shouldn't buy albums from you know, pedo pedo drug, drug addicts. Yeah, you yep. shouldn't do that. Now you learn your lesson. Now we're gonna listen to some folk music. But to me now, it has like that real like kind of um, schmarmy blues thing that. Yeah. Well, the and instrumental is sick. Yes. Well, the parts of it that. There's parts of it that are great. Yeah. And then there's parts of it that are really, like, kind of repetitive and bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I liked pretty much all of it. I mean, like... But the change-up is very cool. There's the that synth- weird change-up. The up. synthesizers, I think, the way they're done mm-hmm. is very interesting and cool. Um, some of the guitar, like, the guitar needed to be explored more. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was just like old Blaze Bailey making it seem more like a roadhouse sounding thing. I think than he it did kind of like uh, what's the opposite of elevate? <laughs> he kind of brought it down a little bit, right? Right. Where yeah, I think the instrumental, like you you know, you're saying if it had Robert Plant on it, or yeah. someone more like I don't know, ethereal or imaginative or whatever the word is for that, or but just like, like more like edgy, like the music could have been pushed into that like I don't know kind of like a new area if the vocals would have moved in a different area because yeah. it is very unique sounding music right for that genre yeah but yeah so that's what it was but that did nothing nobody cared you know like I was saying like that was not a big deal that he did that soundtrack other than he did that soundtrack and it kind of like got him through like the the most heroin he gonna die type of thing that's you know? good um Robert Plant, again, like, decided that he was probably the most focused of the band as far as, like, going on, like... He had a wife, right? He had a wife. And he was, like, kind of focused on going into that second part of his career Mm -hmm. as a solo person. And Mm -hmm. he didn't waste any time, like, um, 
putting anything and neither did jimmy page both of these came out in like 1982 which is the year that they officially stopped so there was really no time after coda came out that mm-hmm. these these kind of rode like coda's coattails as far as publicity yeah. goes gotcha. you know what i mean um so robert plant came out with an album and just to kind of sh- like if you think of a band on the level of led zeppelin say like in your time period like what was a really big band with teenagers not necessarily rock but one that would sell millions and millions red hot chili peppers maybe that would be a good but more your age you know what i'm saying like a band that was kind of like your generation because chili peppers were chili peppers were all in their 60s and in the the 90s by that time right no i mean um when I was born, or are you talking about like when I was like no no like when you were a teenager, like when you were like fifteen, like what are some of the bands that were like? There's no like bands that were big that were like in like sync. They were done. All that shit was done. All that shit was done. Uh, you know, I'm, it was like that was like the dawn of like rap and stuff. Right. When I was fifteen, and if we're talking about like mainstream, we're talking about selling records. I mean, we can talk about right. the bands that I loved, but it's like you know they were touring clubs. Right, and right. Shit. I'm trying to think of an example because, like, for example, with let's take Nirvana. Okay. Right. Nirvana sold a shit ton of albums. Mm-hmm. I don't think they sold as many albums as Led Zeppelin sold. You know, no, I think I, I think, think so. I think Led Zeppelin is like on almost all measurables was like a much larger band yeah. than, than Nirvana ever got the point to be. Nirvana could have got there maybe, but from what Nirvana did, like Led Zeppelin was just a much larger band. Mm-hmm. But like when Nirvana broke up, Dave Grohl's solo career was totally supported by the industry like right. everybody yeah, yeah. just assumed for sure that this is something that's going to catch on and you know the foo fighters who are not a bad band but they're not like you know they've never been like that band like oh of course right. you know like if you didn't know that he was in nirvana you would never listen to the foo fighters and be oh of course this band has a record contract because i mean they're really these are brilliant men making unique and yeah. beautiful gems of music you know right. what i'm saying you don't think that you don't think it's bad yeah and sometimes it rocking mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but it's not like one of those like you know what i mean like even if you don't like them like if you listen to the eagles you can be like okay these dudes can write some fucking songs yeah you know i see why they're huge mm-hmm. you know and you don't get that from the foo fighters yeah. you know what i'm saying like this is like the Goo Goo Dolls if they would made all the right decisions and you know what I'm saying that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> That's a funny one. What was their big song? Iris, I think, is the name uh, of that song. We yeah. can maybe close the episode with some. Goo Wait, goo. Why would we maybe do we that? Close the episode with no. some Goo Goo Dolls. Why spinning. would we do that? Maybe we can close all our episodes with Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> oh, from now on. You're really trying to. <laughs> Kind of sink have, this shit. I haven't listened to that song. Is that the one? And I think in your eyes were forever. And I don't want to wear that one. That one. Is it that one? Everything's, I don't know. Made to be broken. I, I just want you to know who I am. Oh, it's so like late nineties. It's so awesome. Man, would you have you ever thought about Craig's it? It was all married a, soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's a simulation. Because the Matrix, you know. <laughs> well, that was just that. We were just dipping our toes into that at that point. Right. That yeah. was too. That was freaky business. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. You better fucking strap in, motherfucker. No, I, I was. I was just hanging out. Playing, speaking of strapping in, boy. Speaking of strapping in, we're going to listen to Robert Plant's first single as a solo 
Dude. Cool. Off of his album, Picture at 11. But the original point that I was making of Robert Plant, who was coming out of a band that was selling millions and millions of even the bad albums. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they were going, going triple, quadruple platinum. Yeah, yeah. You know, these were not unsuccessful albums, even the bad ones. Right. That were there, the, the disappointments. Right. And when the lead singer of a band like that goes solo, you would think that the record companies and everything would make sure that, like, if the songs weren't good, they would get, like, good songwriters in there to help out. Yeah. And just baby that thing along to come out with a gem that would hit the charts and get on fire or at least like capture some of those previous listeners and hold on to them for some more albums. Yeah, for sure. Right? Um but no. None this of that, the, huh? this this album barely cracked the top 70. Damn. And none of the singles did anything. It was just kind of like other than people that loved, loved Led Zeppelin and went and got this album, I think it did finally sell a million albums. But it wasn't for anything other than just like word of mouth about yeah. like um, about Led Zeppelin. That's right. how like ostracized Led Zeppelin was in the industry even at that time. Huh? Because you forget that they threw every they they turned everything on their head. You right. Know, they didn't sign to a record label, right? They started their own. They started their own label. Right, yeah. Um, they were originally on Atlantic, Atlantic yeah. and they started their own label, but it was with the concert promoters and Billy Graham and all those guys that mm. they made all of their enemies mm. because Peter Cran had come in and be like, if you want Led Zeppelin to play at your fucking stadium, you're paying us 80% of the fucking tickets <laughs> and the rest of it is yours Yeah, or we'll go play in a fucking field and keep all the money. Right. You know, and if you don't like it, then I'm going to bring in a bunch of these big British dudes and we're going to beat your ass yeah. if you try to get out of this deal. Like starting to smoke in barrels. <laughs> right. It's, it was the first band that kind of showed up like this is what, mm. this is how it's going to be. Right. You know, and um, it, they made so many enemies. Right. You know, Billy, Billy, Billy Graham from San Francisco was so influential in America and the record companies. Um, and they beat up his assistants like <laughs> regularly when they would play in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> so they they just they I think my when, assistant. So I think that no. when Led Zeppelin broke up, you know, <laughs> there was some ready-made animosity to hold these fuckers back, right? You know, and it was only through like sheer like force of um, fan love that like Robert Plant broke through that for a, a little bit in the next album, but this album did nothing. But it's still like kind of worth worth a listen. Okay, so let's listen to Pictures at Eleven. The song oh, Pictures of the Leather by Robert Plant. No, it's just start off with yeah. what? Eh. what about eh. Hammer of the God? Like, what happened to them? Yeah. Well, they, you'll, you'll see. Let's All right. See. Let's, let's, let's check it. All right.
didn't record yeah, so what did you think of that one? Um, it has Phil Collins on drums. Oh, does it really? It has um, Robbie Blunt on guitar and um, somebody else on um, bass or in drums on some of the other songs, I guess. I don't know. But it, it's um, Phil Collins on drums. So that's something mildly, guess, very, yeah. mild, very mildly <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very mild. Um, yeah, the whole song was just pretty pretty mild i would say yeah pretty boring yeah i mean like and he did his best like it has there's you know spots with potential mm-hmm. but yeah i kind of just wish that it was like th- some of the vocal lines of this song and the instrumental of the jimmy page song kind of like put together you it know? might be actually that's a great idea it might be a bad, bad idea to do that well yeah but then it's like that's led zeppelin <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean true, that's true and so i'm like oh you kind of like by deconstructing led zeppelin you're kind of like seeing why it works so well mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, if I take a different vocalist and like put it over like a, a Jimmy Page like B-side, which is still like a pretty solid right. song. Sure, sure. You know, it's like, hmm, yeah, it's it's not great, you know. <laughs> and then if I take Robert Plant, who's like an A-grade vocalist who yeah. can really do some cool stuff, but you give him like a really half-baked instrumental. right. You know, then it's and just, it is, yeah. dude. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like that 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 guitar solo. All that guitar solo does is just, man, I miss Jimmy Page. Yeah, I mean, he kind of gets he starts getting ripping at the end a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, know, but bit. yeah, the one in the middle, you're like, just why? Why did stop? we even? Why did we stop? Why did we take but, a break for yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like you should have figured out something before you recorded. Yeah, and maybe. whoever told Robert Plant to do like the Hick voice or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just don't. When he starts trying to do like his um, rockabilly uh, Elvis thing, he really believed he could do. He really believed he could do an Elvis impersonation. Mm. Robert Plant really believed that mm-hmm. the majority of his he, he can't do that mm-hmm. it wasn't the thing that it wasn't that i mean like if it's the kind of thing where you think you can and it's not that but it's still something good then that's okay but at, the, yeah. at this point it wasn't it, it, no. it was not good it's and, not and i've heard some like led zeppelin bootlegs where at the end of it you know those early concerts where they only had like the songs they had no more songs you right. know and they would get encores and they would come out and do Elvis songs. Oh, okay. And he would try to do the Elvis thing, and like then they didn't get any more encores. Right. All right, we're, uh, we're done right, now. Well, like, everyone's like, oh, I got to go. Oh, okay, man. We're good, we're yeah, good. this is all very interesting because it's just like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's It just makes me think a lot about, you know, like the, the chemistry between people creatively you know yeah like how that's uh-huh. that like important uh and how and like selling your soul to the devil that helps right selling your soul to the devil is what what jimmy page did i think that's what they that's that's the rumor that was what they all did uh, and then the, the price that was paid that one of them had to die oh uh, i see and then the, then it was over like when the person died like they, the the magic for them stopped mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. far as like the popularity and all that sort of thing right and the musical stuff all kind of stopped the powers went away the powers went away and um one one person wouldn't have to pay the price and they would all pay some kind right. of you they know what I'm saying but yeah the price mm-hmm. like jimmy right. you will never get an erection again <laughs> 
You'll be a sad, limp heroin man. There you go, sad, limp heroin man. Yeah. And they kind of never did, like, ever recapture that, like, even when they tried to reform and stuff, when they were still quite young. You know, in, in comparison to, like, how old, like, people in, like, Pearl Jam are, like, Led Zeppelin was quite young when they tried to reform in, like, the early 90s or whatever they that did. was. Well, they came out with that box set with some new songs on it, and, you know, I think if the world would have been like, yay, they're back. Right. It would have um, changed things a little bit because they weren't doing anything. Right. Most of them. Robert yeah. Plant does that thing with Alison Krauss, I guess. Right. And that's that got so that got a lot. Yeah. No, that's like seriously like making some money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good for him, you know, because it seems like but I, Jimmy and John Paul and that crew. They yeah, they just hang out with like the king and queen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They just uh, whatever they do. Yeah. They do, it, they do it in their castle at Scotland or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all very interesting, and it's like, you know, it's such a fascinating time. Like, as a musician nowadays, I mean, depending on what your influences are, you look at bands like this. Or personally, I, you know, was very inspired by all these bands. But then sure. you look at like so much of what they did, and like kind of who they were, and like the devil worshipy stuff, where it's like, yeah. oh, you're uh-huh. actually trying to do that, and like you fuck like 14 year olds and do drugs and just be like a an actual piece of shit you know right and you're kind of like oh that that sucks yeah you know but is it a requirement to like you know get inspiration or whatever like just to be like basically like a uh like living living your life on the edges of like taboos because you're like some sort of dark prince of satan you know what i mean right and it inspires you to write cashmere you know right it's a weird thing dude i mean it's like i mean because i make no i make there's no illusion in my brain that the stars of today would be doing the exact same thing if it wasn't for instagram Mm. i mean they would be worse you mean like cancel culture and shit yes all of the sort of just exposure like they would all be sleeping with 14 year olds you know what I'm saying? Like they would, right. they would do whatever crazy Led Zeppelin shit that Led Zeppelin got away with because there was nobody to report all the stuff that they were doing. You right. know what I'm saying? So they could do that really like hedonistic asshole lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. And now they talk about doing the stuff that like Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin did in their in lyrics, but in reality, I don't know that that's still going on to the same degree. It's way more like controlled and um, sanitized in some way. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, like, with with the tippity-top, I'm sure there's all sorts of, like, weird oh, shit sure. that you can get yeah, away yeah, with. Oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. You know for sure. I mean? For sure. With enough money and power. But I'm like, for me, I'm like, man, can you have music that is, like, productive for society at large, but still edgy, but still, like, or and like entertaining but thought provoking but like you're not being a degenerate well i think led zeppelin makes some music that is like that you know i don't think that their music is really degenerate music no, for I, a lot of it right no i'm 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 so, saying so yeah it. i think that's the better better choice like you can right. be a degenerate and make beautiful music or you can be a degenerate and make degenerate music right i think the first choice is better yeah, but what can can you also can you be like a beautiful like an upstanding person 
by the way you lead your attempt to just lead your yeah. life from uh-huh. like a philosophical like stoic standpoint of like i will try to lead the best life i can and because i believe that my my talents lie in the musical sphere i will try to channel this sort of like struggle into the music you know and yeah i don't but then it's like no one's gonna care and then you're gonna i don't don't see why not but generally people that have that sort of like outlook on their on life Mm-hmm. choose other professions yeah because it's easier to get like boots on the ground and other possession other other um other professions you yeah. know if you want to live the moral upstanding life but yeah i think it's totally i think it should be possible i mean it was like kind of the goal all the way through like most of history you know i think that yeah. like you know the people that were painting pictures of jesus in the churches were expected to i don't know i don't know a lot of monks did a lot of the art for a long mm-hmm. time and that was kind of intertwined mm-hmm. i think totally like the artist as like a spiritual journey in general it's all about how you incorporate that you yeah. know what i'm saying like the problem is is making stuff that's edgy and like good well cuz you could still theoretically spin a story you know if you're like if it's like a storytelling thing that a story that's like edgy and provocative you know yeah while it's still not necessarily like endorsing it which i guess is like the loophole a lot of rap and like rock like all these sort of artists that they'll make if they're singing a song from the perspective of a serial killer right you know i'm not endorsing serial killing but this is like you know and maybe it might Make you think about how that's weird, or you know what I mean, or like yeah, I mean I don't I, I yeah, I don't know I don't want to be discouraging because I it, I think that that's it's um, terribly unfair if that's if it's not true, but like mm-hmm. I can think of so many examples of like musicians that when they stopped drinking and cleaned up their act, they stopped being as good as they were that's before. That's what I'm saying, man. You know? I do think that there... Ha- but there are some people that never drank and never smoked and never did anything and also created great art. Frank Zappa. But again, like, they were wildly conflicted. I don't know if I would say... That's a high praise. That's high praise. That's high praise for not Frank Zappa. Um, well, but, it's, not, it's the only person I can think of. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, as far as, like, there's a lot of writers and artists and stuff that are that. But there are not a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they had, like, compared. a deep inner struggle. Right. Everybody's have... everybody's fucked up. Right. You know, like, Emily Dickinson was great. She didn't right. drink. Right. But she was fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think there has to be, like, something in there, even if you do lead, like, the... Um, great conflict and like how you deal with great conflict is what informs great art yeah and you have to know great conflict in order to be able to create things that deal with that sort on that level and i think there's like a technical level of music that gets up to a certain point Mm -hmm. and then what makes people great or whatever it is beyond that point is like this end factor of how well they like process the information the world gives them into things for other people yeah and that a lot of that is how well you can elicit the empath empathic response from others and that's from having gone through things that resonate i think yeah 
or be currently going through things that resonate, mm-hmm. even if you don't have the answers to them. You know what I'm saying? Like right. expressing that human condition. Yeah. You have to express like the deepest parts of the human condition in order to make great art. Yeah, I totally. Think. And so a lot of like stoicism kind of tries to stay away from a lot of those things generally. It's hard to write a rock song about being stoic. <laughs> yeah. But I guess you could. It would be kind of a funny rock song, but it you would could be probably kind do it. Funny. Yeah. But like stoicism really argues against a lot of the major like themes and emotions of rock and rap and all those popular music yeah. of the day. Well, yeah, just the act of like performing is not really stoic. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, excess, excess in money, um, mm-hmm. vain, vain glory, popularity, mm-hmm. uh, bitches, um, right. all of it. You yeah. know, like they just be like, um, yeah, that's not like, right. You're riding the ups and downs too much in that yeah. sort of lifestyle. It's like that's just not good. It's like they would just categorically, they would just categorically like, nope, right, right, nope. But could you still? dig into like why people like that and then like hit at that little nugget of like like I understand why this is either a temptation or whatever and like not without even like condemning it because I don't think people really want to listen I don't think people want to be like scolded musically you know what I mean yeah Uh, but like yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the stuff I'm thinking about, and I'm like, I keep telling myself because I I'm trying not to get discouraged as well because I'm like, you know, doing like therapy and stuff. I'm kind of like starting to like unfuck my brain a little bit, mm-hmm. and with that, I'm like, oh, I was channeling a lot of this like mental suffering into my music, and if uh-huh. I don't have that anymore, right? Like, a lot what of am I gonna channel? What am I gonna channel? Right? Am I gonna make happy songs? Maybe. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I'm not opposed, but I'm just like it's pretty foreign to me. Well, I, I think I think that you should still shoot for dark or whatever it is that you shoot for. Mm-hmm. But again, like it'll become more accessible. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think that like you were channeling some pretty dark stuff, mm-hmm. and then as you get a little bit more happy, your girls will listen. Cool. You know. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, uh, maybe there'll just be no fight to it at all. But I mean, I think Patty's fucked up enough for both of you. True. So you just kind of keep that guy <laughs> around, and you're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and I just got to keep like studying the craft of music. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You just keep get, getting better at production, and mm-hmm. he just gonna keep getting crazier because they don't get better generally. You know. I mean, yeah, unless I they're going to you know, you know to um, counseling. Yeah, he's he's stopped. Yes, you're good. You're good. Just kind of let that go. Just don't let it get worse. But I mean, right now, like the balance is still fine. Yeah, you were a little heavy on the crazy side before, (laughs) and now you're kind of that's kind of now the ship's right and pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still got a heavy load, but it's it's more. (laughs) It's not it's not taking water anymore. Maybe right. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But speaking of like um, taking water and and, and, (laughs) like. Sinking oh, and ships. I guess my I guess I should talk about my reaction. I was a little more happy about this Robert Plant album, and I super tried with this Robert Plant album. And <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't like. No, no the, the second album that I never bought because I was so mad about the first album. Like, it still has my two favorite Robert Plant solo songs on. Oh, okay, you know, so 
maybe someday we can do those. I mm-hmm. think that's got Robert Fripp as the guitarist. In oh, that that's cool. So yeah. a little bit better. But this is what John Paul Jones did. Oh. And this was a little bit later. John Paul Jones was kind of re- glad for a break, I think, after it was all over with. But he, too, did a soundtrack. And he kind of partnered with um, a couple people during the soundtrack, and we're not going to listen to um, any of those songs because Jesus Christ. But John Anderson from Yes, he he part he partnered with this guy, a couple other ones. But there was like during during Led Zeppelin, um, John Paul Jones produced, wrote, and he had this like female singer that he kind of took under his wing and Mm kind of produced an album for her and all this stuff and the song we're going to listen to is in my opinion the most listened to listen to song on this album um and it has her this um what's her name uh maybelline bell is the name of the, the the vocalist that's singing it and um it's from the movie um scream for help which is like this weird 70s um domestic drama type of movie hmm. um and the other songs are just like really bad like chris christopherson like <sighs> i can't even really put it into words we might have to listen to one of these other, one of the other songs just so you can really touch the bottom on this for a minute here but okay. um, we'll um we're gonna we're gonna listen to like the 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 cream the cream of this and i believe that the name of the song is scream for help just like the name of the movie um and uh, it's got the the vocalist maybelline bell so we're gonna take we're also we're also going on to youtube for this because it's a deep deep deep, deep one cut, huh? um but sure enough somebody dig it up and we're lucky we're lucky people to have we it are. here so we're gonna enjoy that and if spenny doesn't look like he's um uh, lost too much fucking blood in his brain <laughs> after that we might listen to the other song off of it if I can figure out the hell that's the name it's a woman's name I can't remember but it okay. is a unique and that's one that has John Anderson singing so we'll just listen to this one come on back so let's, right. let's do it When you fall in love, I guess. Um, I don't know which one I was looking for. That was, um, I don't know. Anyway, that, the other one had. Um, that was still John Paul Jones, though? That was, still, that was still the same album. That was actually a surprisingly better song than any of the ones that I kind of like. I let, I read a couple of Discog reviews and a couple other, like, kind of, like, broad things on this album, and mm-hmm. they, like, suggested, like, four or five songs to listen to, and that was not one of them. Mm. And that's not all the way awful. No. Oh, it's, it's fine. That's some really nice guitar in it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, 
kind of kind of had like an you know kind of a yes early 80s moody blues sort of feel to it you yeah. know very adult contemporary sort of thing yeah the other songs on it are just like wow really wow i think we should listen to christy which is the one that christy. is 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 the i think it's christy i'm all confused though i feel like i'm old now but we're gonna listen to the one that's really bad i think it's called christy okay um let me just make sure here before i tell all the people all wrong stuff it's all wrong stuff that i'm telling all a bunch of wrongness. Oh, another wrong thing that I forgot to mention is the name of the song by Robert Plant was not Pictures at Eleven. Oh. It was actually Burning on the Inside. Okay. Um, Pictures at Eleven, and I guess the name for Pictures at Eleven is from the news when people would watch TV. They'd be like, well, it's such and such news. We have Pictures at Eleven. Right. And that was before there was actually video at Eleven. So Weird. Yeah. So we're going to listen to Yes Indeed. I was right. Um, we're going to listen to Christy okay. from the Scream for Help 1984. And this has got John Anderson from Yes doing the vocals. On cool. It. So this is the one that maybe I'm way off. Maybe maybe again, like this is just brilliant stuff and, I, and I'm just an angry old man. It's maybe. possible. So maybe John Paul Jones is the is the winner again, mm. just like we think. You yeah, know, he's the just mastermind as in of life. Yeah. yeah, he was the guy that did it all. He did. So let's listen to Christy, and maybe um, Spenny can um, reclaim the song and, and make me think that it's wonderful. But I yeah. thought it was poor. Okay. So let, let's check it out. your message of hope after after listening to that one. <laughs> oh, Christy, don't be sad, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> my, my Christy. It's just like, all I can think about is, you know, they say that every lady's got a song. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I you know, have like to play the, this for my sister. I still haven't done that yet. Yeah. The spelling's different, but, uh, you know. It sounds it's the from same, the heart, though. though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds the same. Anyway. And I gotta say, I just watched the, the the version I watched before was just like the cover of the album. This version, you better watch it. She's coming here to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just saying. The um, I didn't name the song. The video I watched of it of, of it this time, which I almost called you over because I, but I didn't really even believe what I was watching, <laughs> was clips from the movie, which I have no idea uh. what it's about. It looked like it was just like domestic drama with like lots of like kissing and problems going on. Sure. But in this one, it was like some psycho guy that was like 
first they push the mom down the stairs and then you see later it cuts to like the mom being in a wheelchair and the dad's like holding it and talking to somebody else and then he just pushes the wheelchair and it goes flying down a hallway and then it falls and she falls over and then he throws her down the basement stairs in the next scene and then he throws their daughter down the basement stairs <laughs> everyone's getting thrown down the stairs <laughs> and they're all like in traction and different things Whoa. and then at the end of it it's the it's the daughter again running from window to window looking in the window through the blinds at the guy that's pushing all these women down the stairs with new women who are in their underwear and obviously like so what? that's so that's what, what that, that, that's that's and then I'm like are you done and like cause I was I couldn't oh I couldn't God, listen to that dude. music anymore and watch that scenery and I was going to have to like kill oh, something man this is just like uh, <laughs> yeah this is emotionally draining for me uh, and I mean full disclosure I did have barbecue before I came over oh see see I go. was like why am I so tired yeah you're just I'm adjusting. real tired yeah. Um, but it's hot and barbecue and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the itis, is what they call it. Um, but yeah, like th- this is a sad episode of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> because it's all like these great musicians and like right. look at how right. shitty they are <laughs> on their own. <laughs> you know, like, and I guess you know it. I'm like I'm reminding myself it takes these specific set of circumstances. It's like they're victims of success clearly where it's like none of them are clearly trying that hard you know clearly they're surrounded by yes men being like you're john paul jones from led zeppelin of course that's good right no one's like i don't know man like (laughs) you ever thought about writing about like uh you know uh a different lady (laughs) You but know? I mean, like, John Anderson from Yes came in and recorded that vocal and then finished. Another successful guy, though. finished that vocal and was like, okay, yeah, good. it's good. We're good to go. It's good, <laughs> mate. Like, yeah, it's I... a really heartfelt. <laughs> it's a real heartfelt really? song. Really? Or they'd be like, oh, it's done and it's awful. Let's bury it. Mate. Maybe, I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's why it's only available like off of a press that came out in Japan or something. Which it makes sense that Japan would enjoy movies where, Japan you're, throwing, would like this. where you're throwing people down the throwing people down the stairs oh, sure. in their interaction. That's like a whole fetish for sure. them. Yeah, they have yeah. a whole neighborhood, I think, of just people in bandages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like this music like this too, because they don't really understand the words. They're kinda like oh, Right, no, it does kind of have like you know. Yeah, and it does kind of have like that sappy sort of like, yeah, Japanese soap opera kind of. Christy, yeah. you are so nice, or whatever yeah. it is. It's, but it's really just makes my don't stomach. Don't listen to all of the terrible things that yeah. they say about you behind your back. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? I've heard lots of bad things about you. <laughs> they call you a whore. But I know that you're not, because <laughs> you're mine, right? <laughs> it's it's um, it, it it the song does have a, a beautiful sentiment to it. I will I will give it that. Yeah, you know it's it's from a person that's feeling some feelings for sure. Yeah, you know it's got a nice yeah it's a nice innocent sentiment I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that is like um if you played it like during a murder scene it would be be really upsetting sure be really upsetting. effective in that way 
Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, all of this is to say, like... I liked it way better watching get, watching people get thrown down the stairs. Okay, yeah. That's all I got to say. I don't know if that okay. says about me or the song, but, like... No, it's probably the song. Compared to the first time I listened to that song, not watching people get thrown down the stairs, and second time with the stairs, stairs. Stairs better. You need okay. stairs. You so, need stairs to really so sell So, of those three, Spenny, which, 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 which do you think is the most successful? Oh, the most successful? What, at, at, what in, in any in oh, any, in any in, metric in, um, in, in any way you want to <laughs> describe that? I mean, the most like the only one. Uh, fuck, man. Because <laughs> I think about listening to any one of them again right now, and I'm like, no. So, but I know which one you'd pick if you had to pick. I mean, it'd be Jimmy Page. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be John Paul Jones. No, no, that was the worst. Um. Yeah, it, it would probably be Jimmy Page, yeah. but that vocalist is like really not right. Yeah, yeah, and annoying. Well, it's me. mostly instrumental. Then you you would be again like shocked, there were the, there shocked was a... and maybe dismayed at the totally adequate but not like especially like meaningful score music for the rest of the album. There's a couple other that have some vocals to them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's 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 the right choice, I think. No, I would say probably. If it was um, "Principle of Moments," the Robert Plant's second album, mm-hmm. then you would pick Robert Plant. Okay, but nah, no, I don't. No, I think the high point of all of them since Led Zeppelin has broke up is Robert Plant and Alison Krauss's albums. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, Which is what he should have done right away. Do the folk thing, Robert Plant. Right. Because that's still like you got the mm-hmm. Zeppelin vibes right. when you guys did the fucking mm-hmm. folk songs. And you can but just he focus was your on age. That. He was your age. He was 20. Do you want to do the folk stuff? If he started when he was like 1920 and they were done by like the late, you know, you know yeah. he, was, he was 30. Yeah. He was 30. Um, are you ready for the? You are ready for the. You yeah. are. You're totally ready for the folk stuff. Yeah, that's what you do. It sounds like a cushy like gig. If, like if you want to like do like if you're saying like you want to do like the spiritually uplifting good music, mm-hmm. you just shift into folk mm-hmm. and you tell disturbing, disturbing stories that right. have a good moral message. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that that's my general yeah plan. And then a lot of songs that grandmas and the girls like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like a moral. Ed Sheeran. Yes. Yeah. I'm an Ed Sheeran who's not like a culture vulture. Right. Even though I am a culture vulture. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully you'll pick you'll pick that up. No, I feel like I already have with the rapping and stuff. Yeah. But I do it no, in a pretty you, white you do way. It, you, no, you do it in like this counterintuitive way. You know, like a culture vulture would be like, okay, I'm redheaded mm-hmm. and I live in Western United States. Hmm, what should I do? I should become like a c- country Western folk kind of guy. I can really play guitar mm-hmm. and write some songs that make the ladies cry. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal mm-hmm. right there. That's That's my end. Because that's the part of the culture that I, you know, if you look in the mirror, like you put a cowboy hat on this and I'm fucking ready to rock. Yeah. Instead, you're like, you look at that, you're like, 
know we're going to go into like some rap and it's going to be like not even like it's going to even be more disturbing rap than like the gangster rap stuff you know <laughs> right. it's going to be like it's going to take like all like the really anti-social na- nightmare stuff and yeah. we're going to turn that into rap yeah you know because we know the part of like black metal that really wasn't yeah. selling it was a lot of like the imagery and the ideas being expressed mm-hmm. you know people like the rock and guitar sometimes but right. the other stuff was just a real put off so we're going to take that other stuff that was a real put off <laughs> and we're going to put it on this other genre that people really seem yeah. to enjoy and see yeah. what happens there yeah so that's not really culture i guess it is a literal culture vulture <laughs> yeah. in the sense that the things that you're picking off is like you're just picking up scraps of a carcass <laughs> yeah, like you know rotted dead and then parts. you fly over to another carcass and like some of the other stuff drops out into that carcass and then yeah. you're eating on that carcass for a while yeah but you're not like ed sheeran Ed Sheeran looked at him and said, I, I am a big red homo. Right. What? How can I best express my big red homo-ness? No, but he's, his whole thing was like he came up like in like the black community or like Jamie Foxx or whatever was like, check out this fucking honky. You can really sing. And they're like, whoa. Honky. Honky. Yeah. That honky sure can sing. And they're like, he's like the nerdiest, you know, little ginger freak. But he never know? really said, yeah, no, he just could really sing. Yeah, he just could yeah. really sing. Yeah, no no, I'll, no shade on him. No, no. I mean, I, he annoys the shit out of me, but no. I mean, especially now, he's like doing like dance music and stuff. It's, I see it at the gym, it's upsetting. Uh, why don't you wear headphones at the gym? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I like to suffer. I guess you have to wear the big earmuff headphones yeah. and then you can't really get into your workout. Right. Anyway, this gone. This has gone way too long. Too long, um, and it's all. Spenny's Spenny's all um, depressed. I'm on, depressed now. Depressed on barbecue and just oh, where man. where that road eventually goes to. <laughs> After you go over the mountain, there it, it the road keeps going. You know, it does. For a while down into the next valley. Oh man! Damn it! All right. Well, we got the wheel of death, so maybe we recorded all this. Maybe not. Maybe it just cut out. If it did, then you know, I don't know. Nobody's lost. Nobody's gay. It's all. Yeah, it's, it's a wash. All, it's all universal. Yeah. It's a universal wash. Yeah, yeah that's what I love. It's about all fine. It. All right, we'll see y'all soon. Love you. Give right. us money. Bye. IDTU Studios, located in Portland, Oregon. All opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of IDTU Research Academy, and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief. No idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast.